Escape of Cthulhu presents Call of Cthulhu's Scenario Terror by Troy Wilhelmson. So, back to the Soviet cycle. This is uh, Terror by Troy Wilhelmson. It was a uh, back when Chaosium was still doing monographs, it was a monograph uh, from 2005, I think is the date. Um, so we have some history. Uh, would someone like to summarize our history to date, or would you like me to do it for you? Oh, you're wonderful of you and willing to do that. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jim. You're too kind. <laughs> just this once. Just this once. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the current date when we pick up uh, the scenario will be March 30th of 1938. Uh, but we will go back to the fall of last year, October of 1937. Uh, a group of NKVD agents, NKVD is kind of the, the internal secret police of the Soviet Union, uh, was <clears throat> summoned to a particular <clears throat> uh, village uh, as their... Farming production had dropped off rapidly uh, over the past couple of years. And we were sent in to find out why their productivity uh, had dropped off uh, below, why they weren't, why weren't they meeting their quotas, uh, and to take the appropriate steps to weed out uh, any revolutionaries, any, or I should say, any counter-revolutionaries. Or perhaps any foreign spies, uh, or uh, anyone who's causing trouble, and bring the quotas uh, back online. Uh, and you made an attempt at it, uh, and you did find people there, but there was also uh, some kind of horrible river monster creature living in the <clears throat> local river, uh, which caused some difficulty. Some of you ended up shooting each other. Um, and basically you didn't, at the end, you didn't really kind of solve anything. The entire village was, uh, had to be abandoned uh, and the entire region uh, was just left fallow. Uh, having failed, Miserably, you were sent off to the to a particular gulag in the east, uh, where you suffered some cold and deprivation over a particularly nasty winter uh, in 37-38, until March uh, of 1938, when you were brought back. Uh, as and you met uh, Commissar Pyotr Lushkovich, uh, who had a, a new mission for you, uh, as there was uh, another village, Machine, Machine Tractor Station Kharkov, uh, which was experiencing similar kind of deprivation uh, to 
or similar lack of productivity to what you had seen before, uh, except in this case, basically everyone had gone missing from the tractor station as well as the surrounding villages. Uh, you arrived, found the place deserted, uh, took to made some attempts to repair the telegraph lines to the station. Uh, investigated the area, found a few mysteries, a few strange things happening, uh, and eventually stumbled upon uh, the nest of what appeared to be some kind of space monster that had fallen from the stars uh, nearby uh, and was effectively sucking the life force out of everyone. That was in a, a pond or something? Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, you did come to figure. You did come to uh, put together that at one point there were three of them. Uh, two of them had sucked out uh, enough life from the workers at the tractor station as well as the surrounding villagers uh, to launch themselves back into space. But the third one was not able to uh, until you very cleverly fed it your entire uh, battalion of soldiers, <laughs> uh, giving it enough strength to launch itself into space. Um, <clears throat> this resulted in uh, the tractor station being brought online. You were very quickly then able to uh, repair the telegraph lines. Uh, more people were brought in to repopulate the villages, restart the farming, uh, bring the tractor station back online. And you've been you were doing that for a couple weeks, working on getting that getting all that put back together and set up. When uh, you received a uh, a letter, a note, uh, a telegram, uh, summoning uh, those of you who were there. Uh, so that's the commissar, uh, Sergeant Lubomov, uh, Nurse Shemkov, Comrade Kravchuk, Comrade Gukov. Uh, to Moscow. Wow. Uh, on the way to Moscow uh, at a particular train station, uh, the commissar re received a, a telegram, which he went to answer and never came back from. Uh, the train pulled out, leaving him behind. Oh, no. What a shame. <laughs> I'm sure you're disappointed. <laughs> uh, when you arrive into um, Moscow, you are greeted at the station uh, by a particular Russian whose name we don't know yet, because Randall hasn't told us. <laughs> uh, who escorts you to the uh, Moscow headquarters of the NKVD uh, brings you to a particular room and asks you to wait uh, in that room. Uh, in that room, there is another man uh, who is already there, kind of pacing back and forth nervously, doesn't really know what's going on. Um, Dressed in kind of you know rough clothing, mechanics overalls kind of thing. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, Sean. Uh, yeah, Osip Fedorov. Fedorov. He's smoking a 
cigarette as you walk in. He's, as Jim said, pacing back and forth. Uh, he has a is a look of a worker, and therefore should be celebrated by you all. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I'd imagine. I'd imagine there's some, uh, you know, weary looks on our faces that we're not really up for celebrating much. But uh, <laughs> at least how definitely Shemkov feels. It's the same with um, Luminov. Uh, well, my character's name is uh, Vera. Vera Petrova, and she looks very stiff. Um, and she asks you to, to sit there and, and wait. Uh, she's, she has this attitude. I think I'm going to ask you if it was stiff as a sort of personality thing or, or stiff. Yeah, personality. Like she, she per- personality thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't look friendly at all. Great. How she gets out of bed every morning. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm certainly happy to sit and wait. I was I was made for that. Anything to drink? Now, Jim, I'm uh. I am an NKVD agent. Um, would would this have been my local branch where I was from before? Um, so some of you certainly were NKVD agents. Comrade Gukov, Comrade Kravchuk, and Comrade Shemkov. To say that you're still NKVD agents uh, after being uh, transported to the gulags and oh, brought yeah. back is, it's a bit of a gray area. <laughs> um, you know, none of you really kind of know, uh, you know, your status anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are we agents? Are we considered criminals? Are we you know, completely just completely disposable. Are we? What are we? We don't know. You don't. You, well, we you know don't we're disposable. Know. That part's well, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's for sure. Former um, NKPD agent. Yeah, Vera is giving you a look like, as if you are disposable criminals. Oh, good. <laughs> sure, uh, but none of none of you were everyone. from Moscow, so no, you were not familiar with this. I was raised in Moscow. Uh, I'm sorry. As a NKVD agent. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant to say. And Jim, I'm sorry. I missed, uh, is Kopolov here with him? I missed his yep. name on the roll earlier. Okay. Roll yep. earlier. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. At this point, everyone is together. Gotcha. Time passes in the room. Um, yeah, is there any vodka? There is not. <laughs> uh, there is a uh, a very old kind of weak looking or you know, kind of rusty looking samovar in the corner uh, with a uh, small coal fire underneath it 
and some cups, some, you know, kind of simple, mostly broken cups. Um, a bag of a very strong, bitter black tea for those who wish it. Well, better than nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Pass it around. I do not like this. It is. This is not a good sign. Who are you people? Why? Good question. I mean, what? what? Why are you here? We were told to come here. So, do you want more than that? We don't know yet why we're here. So you you don't know about the 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 thing. The thing. You might have to be a bit more specific. Sort of blisters a little at your tone. Uh, I assume that you're here because you know someone who works at the rail yard. No. Do you not know Edvard Berger? We have been away. Do I know that name? <laughs> I, I don't no. think you do. Yeah. Yes, he was a he was a coworker of mine at the rail yard. He uh, this morning he he said that he was uh, he went to go looking at a particular box car and and told everybody to stay away from it. He was going to call the police. I have not seen him since. And these agents came and dragged me here. I've been sitting here. I assumed you were here for the same reason. You Do you, do you yeah. know Edvar? Do you know no. what's going on? No, we do not. Listen, Rolls. Was not a skill that went up. Nope. I have just checking. Fail. fail. Listen, I fail. I don't have. Okay, so that's only oh, Comrade regular. Craft Chuck. Oh, yep. nope. Regular and Comrade Gukov. Gukov. Uh, Comrade Craft Chuck and Comrade Gukov <clears throat> from somewhere. I'll say in the distance, somewhere below you, definitely in the building. You know, it has that kind of in the building, you know, but kind of muffled by the distance of a few floor, you know, of at least a few floors and rooms and walls and this sort of thing. Uh, you hear a single gunshot. Oh. I would have an almost imperceptible flinch at that. <laughs> But maybe yeah. um, again. the other person uh, heard would notice. Such a shame I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what building are we in again? You are in the Moscow headquarters of the NKVD. Well, that seems like a great place to ignore <laughs> a gunshot, that's for sure. <laughs> 
probably also not unnormal, not out of the ordinary to hear a gunshot in this kind of building. Exactly. Yeah, they're interrogating somebody, and they. If I if I if I had heard well, it, I probably would like, have pretended not to. So. Exactly. <laughs> more yeah. like they were finished interrogating somebody. <laughs> who, who noticed that? Does it? Does. Uh, Kravchik noticed it and said something. You know, just sort of they're, they're uh, seeing as they're shooting again. What? What do you mean? I just heard a gunshot from down below. Seems there are some of us may be next. Oh, why? What have you done? Hopefully. <laughs> Where is the commissar? He seems to be not with us. That jerk, yeah. Yeah. Ossip uh, stands up and stands away from your group. It'll keep you alive perhaps a little longer. Vera just smiles when she hears them talking about this. And Vera works here. Is that what I'm understanding? She's the secretary in this office here, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. And do we know whose office it is that we're in? Uh, you're not in an office at the moment? Or the waiting room to, to I mean, we're in a foyer or something? Somebody with a secretary. I, unless, well, it's not even a foyer. It's really just, it really is just a room. Oh, okay. And there's Off a secretary in the room, though, kind of random. But so, so this isn't her. She's not in here. No, she's she's, in, she's, she's just in her. here keeping an eye on you. Let's say. Okay. Okay. She's not. She doesn't have a desk here. Yeah. Okay. As as to who Comrade Petrova works for, unless she's told you, you don't know. Right. right. Very good. Silence. Yeah, I suspect by now all of us are very good at standing around staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure it makes good radio. <laughs> I'll look over to the secretary and go, oh, so why have we been summoned? Do you know? Who is this person who no. has summoned us? Uh, but don't worry, more details will be shared with you shortly. Just be patient, please. She smiles. Do we have been? Have we? Have we said, been don't, don't worry disarmed be at this point? Yes. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Not me. I wear my arms. <laughs> <clears throat> After about another half an hour. You've been here 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like this. We barely started waiting. <laughs> um, someone comes to the door, knocks on the door, opens it. Uh, Comrade Petrova, uh, if you would bring them to Comrade Rubashov, he is ready to see you now. Uh, of course, Comrade. Uh, please follow me. And she walks, and she knows where to go. 
<clears throat> yes, she does. Uh, <clears throat> she leads you down a hallway, down a stairway, down another hallway, uh, to a office. And this is an actual office. It is um, fairly large. Uh, there are um, a number of communist propaganda posters on the wall. Uh, there is a simple but fairly large steel desk at one end. Uh, there are no chairs in the room except for the one somewhat old and worn chair behind the desk. Uh, the desk is stacked full of folders and papers. There are a number of file folders along the walls. Behind the desk, uh, there is an older, uh, maybe mid-40s, uh, worn-looking gentleman. Uh, he is wearing the uniform of an NKVD officer. <clears throat> As you come into the room, there is a nameplate on the door. <clears throat> Rubashov, transport branch. Uh, and at least those of you who used to be NKVD, NKVD agents, probably the rest of you as well, uh, would know that the transport branch uh, is the is the branch responsible for transporting uh, people to and from the east, meaning to and from the east. Usually two. Very <laughs> occasionally from, but mostly two. Um, well, Give him a give him a salute as walk in, fitting his rank. Uh, he looks up at you. <clears throat> yes, yes. I'm Comrade Rubashov, the transport. I'm head of the transport branch here in Moscow. You have all been accused of treason against the state. We have reviewed the evidence and judgment has been passed. Half an hour ago, I signed the orders for your execution. Twenty minutes ago, you were all taken into the basement and shot. Hmm. Ah, yes. Do I make myself clear? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, comrade. So we, yes, comrade. We no longer exist. And in case I am not clear, comrade Petrova. This includes you as well. She looks surprised. <laughs> I look over at her to see uh, see her response. Yeah. This 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 puts a small smile on Shemkov's face. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, um, okay, as you say, comrade. I was, of course, very disappointed to find counter-revolutionaries operating so close to my own office. 
it's a, a wonder that uh, our stink did not uh, rub off. I'm glad you survived. Yes, well, someone must. Yes. <clears throat> this is the official record. The question now is, do we make sure that the facts of reality are in accordance with the official record? Or perhaps on occasion, the official record is found to be incorrect in certain minor details. That would uh, be quite a shock, but a, a positive one. I hope that I make myself clear as to the intention here. <clears throat> I, for one, am enthusiastic to serve uh, in my new life. <laughs> yes, and to serve the, uh, the the correct narrative that needs to be. Excellent. <clears throat> so here is what I have to say. Earlier this morning, worker at the Moscow rail yard, a Mr. A comrade Edward Berger. Noticed a red stain underneath one of the boxcars. He looked inside the boxcar, claims to have found the scene of a particularly brutal murder. Mr. Comrade Berger went to the police. He is currently being held by the police for questioning. Would like the seven of you to make your way to the rail to the Moscow rail yard. Comrade Fedorov here can show you around. Investigate this situation and report your findings back to me. So are we going to be provided new papers, names? This remains to be seen, comrade. Now she looks disappointed. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a particularly sensitive matter for the party. Or to perform these duties with the utmost secrecy. Not tell anyone who you are or were. Not tell anyone what your purpose is. But find out what you can about this boxcar and this murder. Well. It should go without saying that you will not be able to speak with Comrade Berger as long as he is being held by the police.
Will we be supplied with anything to help us? We just have the clothes on our back. Although we are very <clears throat> grateful for those. He literally <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah, then you have enough to make your way, don't you, comrade? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I'll get to it. Very well. Yes, sir. Um, start heading out. I'm going <sighs> to, until the others leave, I, I have to ask uh, him something. Okay, uh. <laughs> I will start leading people out of here. This way. <laughs> Quite a turn of events, eh, Comrade Petrova? Yes, I'll I'll clap Petrova on the shot and go. It seems you have annoyed our. Hey, I shake your hand with us. my shoulder. <laughs> Don't touch me. Just follow me. <sighs> I really, I really hope that you are resourceful. Because well, my life depends on it. Comrade Petrova, you know this you know this building. Can you can you get us papers? Papers and equipment? Yeah, I, I was actually wondering about that <laughs> myself. <laughs> Is there anything um we can fetch? Um you know, in case we we're stopped by the KGB or something. Jim. Um, how about a party luck roll? Hmm. Okay. Six. Seventy-five. Fifty-one. Um. I'm up at sixty-three from the notes. Myself like and Max. I'm at 59. 45. Oh, there you go. Except for uh, Jonathan, who says 44, but his thing's not. No, he rolled luck and didn't update it. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. right. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> I, I, I didn't roll luck. I only rolled my ticks. Oh, oh so it's Sean. Yeah, I did not pass my luck roll, which and is the story of today. I did not pass my luck roll either. So, <clears throat> so you get to. Uh, uh, the D10, D10, right? Yeah. Three. Uh, so, Comrade <clears throat> Petrova, uh, you do know, um, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't linger too long, right? You certainly don't have time. You figure you probably, you know, with you know, a few hours um, you know, uninterrupted and unobserved, you could certainly, you could absolutely you know, forge some travel papers or something like this, but you know you don't have time to do that uh, right now. Uh, you do know, however, um, you know, a particular drawer in a particular desk that you could, um, you know, dip into very quickly uh, to find uh, a single pistol. 
<laughs> oh, amazing. Four, five, six. There's seven of us. One pistol. How many bullets will that be? Um, <laughs> well, there's only, well, that's perfect, right? Because one person with six bullets can take care of everyone else. <laughs> I, uh, I'm much better uh, with my fists, although I can certainly. Same here. Yeah, I'm better with my fists. So you're saying we were disarmed when we were brought in? Is that is that why we have nothing? Yes. What 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 clothes are we actually wearing? Are we wearing NKVD uniforms? Um, I think it would probably be whatever generic clothing they gave yeah. us at the gulag, woolen winter coat. Oh, um, no, we just came back from. What were you we wearing in the previous mission? You, you came from the tractor station, but before that you were at the gulags. So no, none of you are in uniform. Um, yeah, you're all just kind of wearing, you know, simple, you know, the simple rough clothing of workers. Right. <laughs> so we um, fit in. Nothing special, though. Yeah. Yep. Comrade, put, um... um Comrade Petrova, could you possibly maybe grab some pieces of paper that we could use so you could then forge while we are traveling? So I got disconnected. Did we pass the lock roll? No. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. Uh, you you have a single pistol character. Okay. I'm actually quite good with the pistol, but I don't think uh, Comrade Patroller is willing to give it up. No, but that's uh, up to her. Just, just in case it ever comes up, uh, it'll it 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 does a D8 damage, and you have ten rounds for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm keeping it. Um. So, Jim, is that gonna be like super risky? Is there like a? I was wondering if I could go to an archive and maybe get some papers from all the people that have been shot here and get some identities for us. Uh, you don't have time to do such a thing. Okay, cool. You know you would absolutely be discovered doing that. Yeah, and and what about the that option to, to fake some um, documents? No time either? Um, so you know that so when you wherever you grab the pistol from, you certainly could grab a handful of the appropriate blank forms. Okay. Uh, although finding you know, outside of this typing building, machine. finding mm -hmm. the appropriate uh, you know uh, typing machine and official stamps, mm -hmm. uh, you know to make them you know, to actually fill them out properly, uh, highly unlikely. All right, so in that case, I'll just say, no, we, we cannot. Well, we, we cannot do not exist. Yeah. We have no papers, we have no equipment. And yet we are meant to do this task. Let's go do it then. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps we should use fake names. 
I'll be Ivan Volkov. Uh, so, so Jim, do we actually have do we have our our old papers? Uh, yes. Oh, right. okay. And and it's not like they've been taken away and <laughs> stamped with a big red X or anything. Like they 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 right. they're still actually. <laughs> Yeah, pass a cursory inspection. Is that yes? Yes. Okay. Um, Okay. But we just we don't have anything that sort of identifies us as NKVD agents, for instance. That is correct. Okay. But but I guess that also a phone call is going to give us away, right? Probably yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um. Let's let's go to this train yard. Uh, tell us tell us all about it. Um, I stare at comrade, comrade Fedorov. Yes, Fedorov. Yes, comrade. I've forgotten your name. Uh, what do you wish to know? It's a rail yard. What's what security? Why? There's no need for security. Um, what happened? Why you said we you thought we were here to look at about this rail yard? So why? Well, I assume that uh, I mean Ed- Edvar apparently saw some uh, or some sort of murder or something and reported to police. And for some reason, the NKVD does not wish the police to handle it. So I assumed you all would know why, but that is uh, obviously a mistake on my part. <laughs> And uh, I can take you to where he told us to stay away from. And uh, okay, then let's do that. And if there's no security, then let's go. Let's go. As you leave the building uh, on this particularly cold uh, and now recently snowy. Uh, March day. <clears throat> Make your way to the outskirts of Moscow to the rail yard. The Moscow rail yard is uh, you know, the central hub for uh, all rail activity within uh, the Soviet Union. It is a huge sprawling rail yard. There are thousands of boxcars uh, and tanker cars scattered throughout the rail yard some standing alone some you know lined up uh, having recently arrived or getting ready to go out or just waiting around to figure out what people are going to do with them there is uh, a kind of the main uh, office building for the rail yard There does not appear to be much or any activity going on in the yard itself at the moment. Uh, Although the lights uh, in the office building, the small office building are on. And there is smoke coming from the chimney. Uh, I assume I know how to get to where we're going, so I will 
lead people there? Uh, you assume correctly. Um, the kind of general uh, area that you know about, Comrade uh, Fedorov, that is the area that uh, Comrade Berger said something about, uh, is a line of uh, 50 connected boxcars. They're standing there in the snow. Uh, I will start going around and looking for a, a red blood stain. Yeah, I was thinking we should look at look at footprints in the snow first before we trounce all over it. It's recently been snowing, but yeah, maybe we can find something. If not footprints, then some signs of something it, coming it, up to the car yeah is it um snowing now it is yes so possibly finding footprints might be a bit hard i think we can try i mean even finding red even just I tells mean, us if, if anyone's been recently i mean before just before we go walking all over yes. let's take yes. a quick look mm. spot hidden rolls Oh. Uh, success. A normal success. Four is. Where's my spot? I think that's a success. Hard success. Yep, success. <clears throat> um, owing to the recent snow, uh, you don't find you. You can't see the recent snow that continues to fall, I should say. Uh, you can't find any particular footprints or anything like that. Uh, but it, you know, but looking kind of down uh, the boxcars uh, and walking down the line, uh, it is pretty easy to find a particular boxcar. Uh, number 52861 stamped on the side, uh, which has uh, a large patch of uh, kind of old, dirty, but bloody snow underneath it. Uh, and there are icicles hanging from the uh, bottom of the boxcar kind of coming out the door along the edge and you know, kind of looking underneath, you know, actually hanging, you know, from the underside of the boxcar as well, uh, that have a strange, unpleasantly red tinge to them. Mm. Mm. Um, the doors to the boxcar, this is a side opening thing. That is correct. Um, are there, is there like a big old padlock or something on it, or are they? Like they they are open? closed, but not locked. They're latched. Right. Well, I will, uh, as quickly and officially seeming as I can, I will just go up and open the, uh, the doors and step in. Sanity rolls. 
Oh, fail. Almost again. Fail. Uh, nothing for the successes. A D4 for the failures. Four. As Comrade Crabchuck throws the door of the boxcar open. Uh, inside, you see... Um, what at first glance seems to be that the floor of the boxcar uh, is covered and piled up with meat, frozen meat, covered in kind of a thick layer of ice that also has that, like the icicles, has that unpleasant red tinge to it. And as you look, at this pile of frozen meat for a few seconds, and then five seconds, you realize that the pile of meat isn't just meat. You can see things in the pile. You can see hands, feet, ears, hair, <clears throat> some faces. Is this pile like a big lump of single continuous stuff or is it a bunch of people it's that a, are stacked up it's that first one oh. shemkov throws up we just failed a cotton wall as well so. um lupinov um goes into his doctor mode and basically starts examining this hat so they're all sort of do they look like they've been just been frozen together the bits and pieces or uh why don't you give me a medicine roll a medicine roll um that's a zero four which should be a really really good success um yep so extreme success okay um so there are at least 20 people here or enough pieces to make up at least 20 people here um some of the body some of the body parts some of the kind of larger body parts especially um they're all mutilated in various in various ways you can see burn marks uh, you can see places where it looks like kind of the flesh has actually melted. Um, some look like they've been shot. Uh, some have you know, just these big, huge gashes uh, across exposed skin uh, of some kind. And as you step inside, um, just inside the door, kind of around the, you know, around the side, just inside the door, uh, there is another body uh it is standing leaning up against the wall uh, uh it's a man's body mm-hmm. uh he is wearing a undershirt and work pants uh his forehead has been completely crushed in <clears throat> and he has um 
uh, what appear to be uh, burn marks on his arms and hands. Spot hidden roll. Spot hidden roll. Okay. Doctor, or are we all looking around? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at the moment, so. Uh, ah. Anyone who's climbing inside the box. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 I've got a critical, I've got zero one. Okay. We get a hard success. Uh, comrade Lubomov and Comrade Petrova. Uh, in addition, there is a cotton ball taped to the inside of the man's right arm. And there is a wedding ring on one of his fingers. So he's had an injection of some sort recently? Cotton ball tape. Oh, I'll pull off the cotton ball and have a look underneath his arm. Underneath the cotton ball. Uh, uh, there is a, there is an injection site there. Mm-hmm. I will grab um, the wedding ring and look for um, inscriptions. Uh, there is no inscription on the ring. So while well, I'm outside uh, uh, with Comrade Shemkov, because uh, I'm not going anywhere near there, I will turn to her and say, this is very strange, this number, it's 52861. Uh, last night, uh, one of the engineers was walking around. He was quite drunk. He was kept reciting these five numbers over and over. We put them in a cot, one of the sheds, to uh, sleep it off. <sighs> Didn't seem to be a large issue because, well... Engineers are always getting drunk, but uh, this seems a bit more of a coincidence. Perhaps the two of us could go and see and talk to him. Yes. Uh, I... <clears throat> it's not a surprise. Looking at such things can... People do not always react as well as... <clears throat> Trained agents. I look down at the pile of vomit, and then he also <laughs> looks down at the pile of vomit. <laughs> uh, lead the way. Head off to the shed where I left the engineer. Thus, splitting the party. Perfect. Uh, so, I'll tell someone in the in the truck that we're going before we go. So, okay. So, comrade Fedorov, comrade. Shemkov going to find the engineer. What about the rest of you? I think I might give this um, this uh, carriage a quick search to see if there's anything in here. Okay. I was uh, wondering if these masses of bodies have clothing or if they're just, just flesh and bone. Call that searching as well. Comrade Sounds Kravchuk. good. Uh, comrade Petrova, Comrade Gukov, Comrade Kopolev. Um, they're both looking at the bodies. I guess I'll look around the rest of the car to see if there's anything, I don't know, rolling in the corners or any, a clue, I say, a clue. Yeah, same. Anything yeah. out of the ordinary, other... 
Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to retrace what happened here, uh, thinking that maybe um, this man was here and was he bringing the bodies in here or is he just last victim? You know, trying trying to, to assess how the bodies were moved and all that. Okay. Um, let's follow Comrade Fedorov and Comrade Shemkov to begin with. Uh, you make your way across the rail yard to the uh, shed uh, where Comrade Fedorov, you uh, left Comrade Berger last night to sleep off his drunken stupor. Uh, you open the shed. Oh, sorry, sorry. Was it Berger? Or is this the engineer, a different person than the drunk guy? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, it is a different person. I apologize. Okay. My no, mistake. That's... My mistake. Uh, where you left, uh, Comrade Lokoba. <laughs> my mistake there. Uh, you make your way to the shed. Open it. Uh, there is a, a small fire burning in a small heating stove. Uh, it is just embers. Uh, the shed is it's certainly warmer than it is outside, uh, but it's certainly not you know, super warm by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there are a number of tools there. There is a, indeed a cot in the corner. Uh, there is a blanket upon the cot, and that's it. Huh. This is definitely where I left him. I suppose he could have woke up and gone home or back to work. Are there are there other footprints out here other than our approaching ones? Spot hidden rolls. Mm. Oh, yes, that is an extreme success. 14 out of 79. No. No. Oh. I feel good about my rolling an eight too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I will poke around and look yeah. to see if anything was left behind. Or are you uh, sure this was where you left him? I uh, yes, yes. I I did not drink last night. Does the does the cot look used? Uh, it's a cot that has a blanket on it. Uh, does it look used? The blanket is not folded neatly. Yeah. You know, would, you know, rail workers who were using this cot to grab a few hours sleep, would they bother to fold the blanket <laughs> neatly when they were done? Yeah, probably, probably. not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will, I will join, um, uh, Fedorov in looking around. Uh, okay. Uh, in uh, honor of your extreme spot hidden rolls earlier, <laughs> uh, under Very the cot, good. you find under the cot there is a small vial. Uh, it is, uh, there is a, it's a small glass vial, a little cork stopper in it. Uh, it is not full, but it is also not empty. It's, I don't know, maybe a third full. Uh, there is a label on it identifying the contents as morphine. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and can I get how about intelligence rolls for both of you? Intelligence. Oh, 13. That is a, exactly on extreme. Uh, from the the label is a is uh, an official label, like an official government label. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know not you know just some random you know hand scrawled label. It's not <clears throat> you know from some pharmacy down the street, something like that. Uh, it is an official government label. So like something from a from a state hospital or, or military or something along those lines, yes. Okay. Why does a railway worker have this? Well, or who gave the railway worker this? Okay. Like there's still a little bit left, but I don't know how much it would take. Hmm. Uh, Jim, is there sort of a central place where I could go to to sort of see, you know, who checked in, who checked out? Absolutely. I know I'm supposed to be dead, but I think I think we should go and see if the uh, Koba is still is working today. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will leave you on your way to do that and cut back to the others. <clears throat> Comrade Petrova. Uh, looking over the uh, gentleman, the standing gentleman, the standing body. Uh, it is a man. Yes, in his mid-30s. Uh, he has black hair and a full thick beard. Uh, In his pocket are a set of keys, a small set of keys, uh, and identification papers. The papers in question show that the are for uh, a Nikolai Lokoba. who is a train engineer. Train engineer. I just hope this is not the engineer they're looking for. (laughs) Don't think we told you the name, did we? (laughs) Uh, Comrade Gukov, Gukov, Kopolev, Kravchuk, and Lubomov, spot hidden moles. Pocket. I get a uh, zero eight. Maybe a extreme success. I have a normal failure. Searching around the inside of the boxcar, those of you who succeeded, uh, there are scraps of clothing on the various body parts that are frozen together in the big mass. 
Uh, nothing particularly fancy or interesting. It is all kind of simple. Um, gray clothing. Uh, not unlike uh, the outfits that uh, some of you, all of you, uh, have worn uh, when at the gulags, when at the gulag. Uh, you can see on some of the exposed skin of the various body parts, uh, there are a number of tattoos. Uh, they are not fancy. They are simple, rough tattoos, uh, generally of a um, uh, pro-Soviet political nature, you know, hammer and sickle, various uh, you know, proletariat uh, sayings, symbols, this kind of thing. Uh, they also look very much like the uh, homemade rough tattoos uh, that you saw prisoners doing uh, on each other at the gulag. <clears throat> and there wasn't a, uh, a subset of prisoners that for whom this was more popular. Mm. Other than, you know, I, this was just sort yeah. of, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the subset, well, if there was a subset, it is the subset of people trying to uh, prove their loyalty to <laughs> the state. Oh, and the right, right. <laughs> um, so there's nothing else in this place, in this carriage at all, boxcar? Nope. So, so uh, yeah, stepping out and, and getting some fresh air. Um, so it seems that this we should be able to find out where this train come came from. So it I must have come from one of the gulags. Go, and, uh, yeah, perhaps we'll thinking. need to go there. Yeah, I'm going to. Even, no, I'm going to go ahead and slide the doors open of the the car before and after whatever, just to confirm there's not more bodies or anything else interesting in there not jump in and poke around but you know slide it open and look close the door i don't find anything i guess no you do not okay this one i would say one of the gulags shall we go and find the others yeah i mean it's not much more maybe there's um you know, I'm sure there's records somewhere here that we could maybe get access to yep. to figure out where Boxcar 52681 came from. Wouldn't that be at the office? Probably. I'm not sure we should make ourselves known of the, at the office. Perhaps, uh, Perhaps Mr. Our new comrade Fedorov, since he worked here, would have more luck. Where is that man? Damn it. Um, uh, as, as, the, as the five of you are, are thinking about the office and you, you kind of turn over to you know, turn around to see it off in the distance, um, you, you can see kind of off in the distance as well. Uh, two figures that you recognize as comrade Fedorov and Shemkov making their way towards the office. Ah. 
Can we there. can we see that they are outside of the the box car? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll maybe regroup. Wait and. Uh... Greetings. What did you find in there? They look like Papers. Uh, former inmates of the Gulag. Hmm. Yeah. They gulag. definitely came from the Gulag. Papers the body for... of a uh, engineer nailed to the wall. Hmm. Huh. How did you know he was an engineer? His papers. These men have been talking about I'll gesture to whoever whoever has them. Uh, if you show them to us, then I guess. <laughs> well, that solves the question of where Lakova went. Yeah, he also had some keys. You recognize these, comrade? Where they might go to? Do I recognize the keys? Where they might uh, go in for? Intelligence rolls for everyone. It's extreme success. I do not make a roll. I'm on a roll. So My show yours. Hard success, but hardly succeed. Uh, so, Comrade Fedorov, uh, they are not any. They are not keys to anything here. Um, you know. They're not shed keys. They're not train car padlock keys. You know, they're not anything like that. Um, to all of you, they look like house keys. Yeah, also an extreme success. Okay. Uh, is is his address? Yes, is his address on, the on the papers. Is his address on the papers? Yes. Is it a Moscow address? Uh, it is a Moscow address, yes. Perhaps we should visit his home and see what... Uh... Oh, because he works here, of course, right? right. Hmm. Oh, so they just took him out of the cot and... Uh, they took him out of the cot and killed him is what it looks like. Yes, we will tell you about the... the well, there was a morphine. I, I suspect that he... Saw something he shouldn't have seen, and they drugged him up and brought Can him I have here. a look at the label? Uh, yes. Hold Show on. him the label. I suspect we are next. Yep, and as described, it's morphine. It's state-issued morphine. Um, would I know where, which hospital may have been uh, doctor? Um, not any more so than Comrade Shebkov, Shebkov did. Um, it could be anything. It could be from, you know, it could be from a government hospital. It could be military. It could be, um, <clears throat> you know, from a prison camp. Could be just about anything. Okay. We are unlikely to survive this current task. Yes, it's yeah, it's nothing. Do I think the next thing we need? Um, 
is to work out where this came from, which gulag this carriage came from. Fedorov, do you know where we could, the information, the office around here? I suppose I could. Uh, yes, you maybe, do. Maybe, maybe I do know. Yeah, I was wondering if, if seems I'm from here, um, maybe I do know where the, um, you know, medicine supplies are. Uh, so, Comrade Petrova, uh, you don't know that. <laughs> it's certainly not okay. part of your uh, job. Uh, Comrade Fedorov, you do know where the uh, records of all the comings and goings of the train and the train cars uh, are stored. Uh, you know that that's in the office. There's a filing room. <clears throat> it's just open. People come and go all the time. There's not, you know, it's not. It's not like under lock and key. It's not, you know, classified information. It's not secure storage or anything like that. Oh well, then I guess we can. Uh, I can go get that information for you, comrade. Thank you. That would be good. Ask if they have cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I will go to the office then. Okay. <clears throat> As you go inside, Comrade Fedorov, uh, there are uh, about a dozen uh, rail workers kind of scattered around uh, inside here. Um, they're you know just kind of sitting around in groups of two or three. Uh, you know, the uh, stove in the center of the room uh, is going. The fire is burning pretty high. They just kind of, they kind of look up at you and, and look down. You know, two or three of them will, you know, just kind of give you a nod, hello, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I will nod back and head to the record books. <clears throat> Library use rule. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Is there anything in there? Oh, huh. Uh, I will burn the four luck to make that a success. Okay. Uh, you're able to identify the particular cabinet where uh, uh, this, where these records should be. Uh, you are able to identify the particular drawer where these records should be. You are able to identify the particular empty space in that drawer where these records should be. Hmm. I will, uh, I will wander over to one of my comrades and said, uh, have you, uh, there's some the records are missing for one of the cars. Has uh, anybody been in here? Anybody taken them out to look at them? <sighs> nope, haven't seen anyone. 
Do I'd like to do a psychology roll if I could. Go ahead. That's all the zeros. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hard to tell if he's seen something or just lazy. In any case, well, I guess I'll just sort of poke around a little bit to see if maybe there's just any sort of piece of paper dropped out or anything nearby there, but otherwise head back and report my failure. Uh, okay. I, how about an intelligence roll? All the zeros again. Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Never mind. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Which uh, comrade was the lazy one? <laughs> All right, I will head back to the others and report that the files are missing. Hard to tell if it's just uh, not not every paper is always gets where they should be, but uh, could there be. are no could coincidences. I'm sure it was taken and probably by. The man whose name is probably not Rubishoff, who sent us on this mission. Can I get an intelligence roll from Comrade Petrova? Yes. That is a pass. Um, so, Comrade Petrova, you, as you know, working in the uh, transport division of the uh, NKVD, um, you know, the records and coming of comings and goings of the trains uh, are not directly your business, but you know, occasionally you are involved uh, in such paperwork uh, as people are shipped around the country. Um, you know that um, you know the the paperwork you know should clearly should be here. Uh, this is kind of where the primary copies are supposed to be. Uh, however, you also know uh, that there are uh, secondary copies of all of the paperwork uh, for the comings and goings of trains. Um, inside the headquarters of the state transportation department that actually manages the railroads. Meaning right. away from the road. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we need to go to the secondary storage place. See if we are there. Do you know where that would be in there? Yes, follow me. Uh, not perhaps, the office uh, that we were just in. I was about to say it may look a bit strange if we all waltz in there. So, so, no, so we, the, we yeah, all so the, have to go. Well, the, well, first of all, also the answer is no. Uh, although the word transportation appears in both, uh, where you were before was the headquarters of the NKVD. Oh, okay. uh, what you're talking about now is the headquarters of the uh, Soviet Transportation Department, which is not the NKVD. Uh, they're just the ones who manage the railroads. Sure. Very good. So, um, 
we could either go there. We could also investigate uh, Comrade Lacoba's house apartment. Mm -hmm. That's what's the Comrade Lakova probably did not have time to go home between going to the uh, about between learning about the the car and then getting drunk. Well, you're possibly, assuming which is that... like, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. But I was thinking it seemed a little less likely to be useful after I thought about it. But well, you're I would assuming be happy to that do on that mission. I was going to say, you're assuming that he discovered the car. Perhaps he was looking for the car in the first place. Perhaps. Mm. I think we should check out his house as well. But, I mean, maybe Comrade Petrova and um, a, couple of, a couple of people go to the transport. And the rest of us comrades should go and check out his house. What do you think? Yes. Uh, there is. Hmm. Yeah, I'll say Comrade Fedorov uh, is the best person to go and look for those papers. We can, we can go there and we can meet afterwards. That's fine with know, me. Somewhere else. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have no desire to go to any more official buildings, but I don't mind a little B&E. The gulag has done things for me. <laughs> to me. Yeah, we have, we have no official papers. We have no... We have our own papers. We, we, have, we have no powers. We cannot no. waltz into a... Department of the State and demand papers, I think. But Vera might be able to go in there and try to... She knows the whole process, so she might be able to get, to get access to them. And you're on a first-name basis with Vera now, so... I noticed that. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I do follow those comrade Petrova. How far the engineer lives um, within walking distance of, uh, of the rail yard? Uh, neither of these places are within walking distance. Is there? Uh, so I guess there's some transit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is the time? Uh, it's about two in the afternoon. Mid afternoon. Okay. Okay, so I think we're splitting. Some of you are going to uh, Lakoba's apartment. Some of you are going to the transport office. That yeah, sounds right. That's correct. Okay, let's yeah. figure it out. So, Comrade Petrova, where are you going? Oh, to the um, headquarters of the uh, railroad company, okay. whatever. Mm -hmm. Comrade Gukov? I think I'll go to the apartment. Okay. Comrade Kopolev. Apartment as well. Sorry, I was muted. Okay. Comrade Gravchuk. Apartment. Okay. Comrade Shemkov. 
I want to go to the apartment. Okay. <laughs> Comrade Fedorov? Uh, we'll go to the transport offices. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. It's not like we need a lot of people at the offices. Yeah, Comrade Lubilov. I will go to the apartment. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> so let us follow. Split up. Uh, let's follow Comrade Petrova and Comrade Fedorov to the transport office first. Uh, so you make your way uh, on the train uh, into the center of Moscow to a particularly kind of gray boxy building not far from the Kremlin. Uh, walking in the main entrance, there is a reception area uh, with a desk and a kind of large, heavy-set woman uh, dressed in mostly kind of gray office worker type clothing. Behind her, there is a wooden door uh, with a sign on it, authorized personnel only. And she looks up at you as you walk in. I look at uh, Comrade Petrova. She is quiet. Uh, quiet. I was actually expecting you to to ask for the papers, Comrade. You, you, you know what you're asking for. I will turn to the woman. This is just such a bad plan, and say, uh, <laughs> I, "We are, we are here because there are. We need copies of some records that uh, somebody uh, destroyed. Uh, somebody was looking at them, and they 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 dropped uh, coffee all over it. They were ruined. We 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 need to know what happens. We need a record for a certain boxcar, please." Fast talk. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> 75. I'm guessing that's a failure. Oh, I'm uh, sure it is. I'm not even going to look. Uh, I will jump in when when I don't see a reaction from her. Um, she clearly looks dubious. Mm -hmm. Apparently, some responsible person lost the proper papers back at the... Um, railroads offices so we have no other option than to come here comrade if you could please just uh help us we just need to confirm a shipment and we're gonna be on our way out and that's gonna be a persuade role if you allow me to and that is a pass Not sure if the keeper actually allowed you to, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I believe uh, Randall's using we've, his we've own. We've lost Jim. <laughs> no, I persuade that, fine. That's uh, high hopes. I was, was going <laughs> to give you some other options as well, but that's fine. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, your name, comrade? Um, I will give it my name. Yeah, why not? 
Okay. Uh, she writes your name down on uh, what is clearly a visitor's log. Uh, mm-hmm. And your name, comrade, she says, looking at Comrade Federov. Oh, I will uh, give my name is the, the engineer who we now know is dead. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, this way, she stands, she opens the door, allows you in. She closes the door behind you. Uh, try to find the record. Uh, inside is a large, sprawling room. Um, filled with rows and rows and rows of hundreds, maybe even thousands of file cabinets. There are dozens of people walking around, occasionally opening a drawer, putting something in it, taking something out, uh, moving back and forth between uh, desks that are kind of situated around this huge room in and amongst the file cabinets. Uh, None of them are talking. They're just kind of silently going about their business. Just inside the door, there is a desk with a nameplate on it. The nameplate reads Alexei Rykov, Records Director. Sitting behind the desk is the gentleman in question who looks up. Yes, what is your business here? We are, we are looking for uh, records for a certain boxcar that have gone uh, been destroyed at the rail yard. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. For what purpose? Because we have a boxcar that we don't know where it needs to go to, or and it's just going to sit there, taking up space until someone comes, gets angry. So we wish to stop that before it happens. And engineer, you should also place a a complaint. It is. It is very responsible. Those papers papers are are missing from the rail yard. Yes. I will. Uh, I would take a persuade role, or a party standing role, or a bureaucracy role, if you have any of those things. What's the party standing? Party standing. Um, I'll go with persuade in my case. Oh, somehow I have party standing that's lower than the minimum. So yeah, you should go right ahead. <laughs> so it's very high. Oh, but I got a ninety. Uh, oh. <laughs> Hold on, I will burn some luck because I don't want to go to yell <laughs> and get shot for real. So I will spend the fifteen points of luck. Wow. 
make it a pass, Jim. Uh, very well. Go right away. Go right. Go ahead. He waves you into the room. All right. Library use rolls. Oh, Pete's sake. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, we will leave the two of you there for the moment, searching for the moment <laughs> fruitlessly for paperwork. Uh, let's cut to the others. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, you can make your way uh, to uh, Lakoba's apartment. Uh, it is you know, a simple uh, institutional style apartment building. Uh, nothing particularly special about it. Most of the people in and around Moscow live in these things. Uh, make your way into the building. You know his apartment number, which is up on the fifth floor. There's no elevator. Make your way up the steps, up the stairway. Uh, throughout the building, you can kind of hear you know, the general noises of you know, people living, some snatches of quiet conversation, uh, occasional bit of laughter, maybe crying. Somewhere in the apartment building, someone is softly playing a uh, balalaika. And you find the appropriate door in question. Is there any... Uh either at the entrance of the building or on the door, is there any sort of identifying information anywhere that would be normal? Nope. Just a number on the door. Does the keys that we have look like they may open up the door? Yes. Perfect. Oh, first I'll do is actually knock on the door just in case he was married. Uh, just in case the wedding ring was a fake one, or? <laughs> oh, true. I've totally forgot about the wedding ring, but yes. Um, as soon as you knock on the door, a moment later, you can hear footsteps inside the apartment. The door opens. Uh, there is a woman standing there. Um, she is... Um, you know, again, again, kind of dressed, you know, very simply like most Moscow residents. Uh, her eyes are a bit red, uh, except for one of them, which has uh, a thick, clearly fairly recent bruise around it. Uh, she has a split lip. Psychology rolls. That is a uh, hard, extreme success. 
She is clearly very nervous. Well, she should be since her, she was just beat up by the NKVD and her husband was just killed. Um, she is extremely nervous. Um, can we? Somebody's in the way. I, 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 I put my hand out for a second before, uh, before Sergeant Lubomoff starts talking too much. Um, and I look at her and I, um, I just very quietly say, uh, there's someone in there with you. No. They've left. Um, she nods. I, uh, I take my hand down. I'm uh, a sergeant. Can we come in, please? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, we're sorry uh, for your troubles. We're here to just um, look into your husband. We are not here to cause you any more pain or trouble. Uh, persuade or charm? Let's go with persuade. That is a success. Uh, she looks around. Yeah, she is clearly very, very nervous, and she kind of looks around nervously, looks kind of out past you down the hall. Uh, okay, come come in, come in. Do not Thank worry, you. we are not here to hurt you. Uh, she closes the door behind you and goes and sits down on a, on a sofa, small, kind of very worn sofa. It, the apartment is a small apartment. It's basically, you know, three rooms <clears throat> you know one room which kind of doubles as a living room and bedroom uh, a small kitchen off it and a small bathroom off it as well uh, are, are you here because of, of Nikolai are you from Dr. Cheyakov Do we recognize the name? No. Who is this doctor? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know the the, the men who came. Uh, they they said they were taking Nikolai to see Doctor Cherikov. And when did these men come? Last night, uh, after after dinner, and after she kind of sobs for a moment, uh, and then she, and then they they came and they they talked to Nikolai and and they left. They they took him and they left. I'm going to uh, wander into the little kitchen area and make up my. Uh, if I can, my patented split lip bruised eye uh, never fail, feel better cure. I've had a lot of those. I'm not sure uh, if this involves vodka or a raw egg or <laughs> what. But... Probably both. Probably both. Probably both. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, going to busy myself with that for her. Did your husband? 
then maybe perhaps or any paperwork home at all. Um, she kind of shrugs uh, and looks towards the door. Uh, hanging by the door, there is a man's coat. And Nikolai did not talk about his work. I, I do not know. Uh, um, do you mind if I have a look at his coat? She shrugs. I'll wander over and look through the pockets of the coat. Uh, you was may there, do so. Was there any other people that Nikolai worked with that he was very close with? Uh, he would often work with the same crew um just a second let me i have a handout for you guys i gotta grab it here this is what you find you find a piece of paper in the pocket in one of the pockets of the coat as such uh his 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 supervisor, uh, Comrade Potokov. Uh, the men on his his crew, um, whose names I can't find right now. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, Isaac and, and Boris, uh, Mikhail. I will pass the note around to the others so they can have a look. <clears throat> Someone wants to uh, give that a read. Uh, by highest authority of Krem the Kremlin, the chosen rail crew is to deliver a shipment of supplies to Krasnoyarsk and return with a load awaiting you there. The crew is to make the entire trip. This may seem unusual, but it is for matters of state security. Security. The only stop allowed in the trips are to refuel and resupply the crew. The cargo from Krasnoyarsk is to be in Moscow by February the 7th, 1938. Signed, Yuri Patakov. Uh, and just as a small retcon, it doesn't say February 7th, it says March 29th. Okay. Yeah, I was worried someone was getting shot just because they were late. Mm. <laughs> Otakov, is that the, um, sorry, I missed the supervisor's name earlier. Yes. Yep. Okay. We should not bother you much longer. Your, your husband was away recently for some time and just came back. Yes, he he, he came back. Yes, last psychology role. 
that's not a good role. Um, nope, I got I've got an extreme success. Uh, she clearly doesn't want to talk about what happened last night after her husband came home. Sure. That seems fine. It's about hidden rolls. There's a 94. Hang on, I may have actually passed something. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, 56. Normal yeah, success. I think this is success. Not a success. Okay. Uh, there were a couple of successes in there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, those of you who passed, um, as you are talking uh, with uh, the lady, name you never bothered to get, but that's fine. Um, in addition to her black eye and her, her split lip, uh, occasionally, you know, she'll move a, you know, you can see you know a bit of leg from under her skirt or you know on, on a bit of an arm uh, and you can see some uh, additional welts and bruises on her arms and legs uh, they are all long and thin it's like she's been weak and you also notice uh, that uh, near the uh, stove the, uh, the stove that's in this room, the heating stove that's in this room, uh, you know, there's the usual kind of set of fire utensils, uh, except that the fire poker is not sitting with the rest of them. Uh, it is laying askew in a corner of the room. Ah. Did your husband do this to you? Uh, she nods slowly. Well, Did he come back a changed man from his trip? Was he like this before? Uh, after you ask the second question, she nods slowly again. He will not bother you again. How, how do you know this? We do. Do you have family nearby we can go to? She, she, shakes, family. she shakes her head. Hmm. I'll say um, perhaps a friend. And if I could Maybe pull a psychology role to see if she. I'm thinking about another man. <coughs> Goodness. Just in case. No, not me. Another man and her husband That's... flew into a rage. Yeah, it's a blame. That's blame what I call opportunist. Good job. Technically, you are dead, so it doesn't really matter now, does it? Well, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not exactly. Uh, <laughs> can I try and make a, a watcher to see what her response was? But can I try and make a psychoanalysis roll to calm her down? Go right ahead. That's what I was about to do. Twenty-six is a hard success. Uh, you can. Um, 
she does, you know, she does kind of break down um, sobbing and, and crying. Some of it with your, you know, talk about him not coming back uh, is clearly tears of happiness as well. <laughs> um, you know, she's she's not particularly broken up <laughs> about the news. Um, but yeah, you can kind of sort her out. Uh, she will, you know, she'll, you know, kind of mention as you're as you're talking to her and calming her down that, you know, yeah, Nikolai was <clears throat> was a a violent, abusive husband. Uh, he would often come home uh, in the evening drunk and crack open a bottle of vodka even once he got home and continue drunk drinking, uh, and then just beat her for no particular reason other than that's what he did. Yeah, um, I think I would uh, at that point. I would uh, I'd make him function and just say he he's uh, he's dead and he uh, he did not die nicely. Did he said last night when he was he said something about. It being horrible that they shouldn't have moved it. it is, is that what killed him? I believe the government has killed him. Probably because he knew something he shouldn't have. And what they were moving was horrible. But you do not do not mind yourself. I mean. If you can try to find your way back to your parents or something, he cannot bother you anymore. Uh, um, I, I, I will. I don't know. I, I will find something. Thank you. Did Did he have a journal or something he would write in? <laughs> Do you think he could write? Violent, abusive, drunk. Came home and... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah, to diary she... today. <laughs> yeah, she she almost starts chuckling at that. That's clearly not a thing. Yeah. Sorry. We should leave you. Did he say what it was? If if he did, I couldn't hear him above the the yelling and the the beating. I'm sorry. Uh, uh. You have nothing to apologize for. Okay. Thank you for your help, Miss. Well, I don't know. Is Miss the proper comrade? Thank I'm sure it would work fine. Comrade, comrade yes, comrade. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, it works for in all cases. Exactly. Men, exactly. Women, perhaps that, a stray dog. That is all that needs to be said is comrade. No names. We will leave, I think. Okay. Uh, as you were all leaving, spot hidden rolls. See who's watching this place. Uh, nope. Mm. Ninety-nine. Normal success. 
Uh, okay. So as you are leaving the building, Comrade Lubov, uh, give me an intelligence roll. That's idea, isn't it? I know that's hint, hint. Yep, uh, that'd be 55, so yep. Uh, that's a normal success. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you just as uh, your group is walking out of the front of the building, uh, you see uh, kind of across the street there is a black sedan with two men sitting in it. Uh, just as you step outside, the sedan drives away. Uh, you are a hundred percent certain, Comrade Lubomov, that they were not NKVD agents. Okay. I'll, as we're walking away, I'll basically sort of nod in the direction of the van and go, they were not in KVD agents, that van that was watching. With, with my 99, what van? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's cut back to the others. Comrade Petrova and Comrade Fedorov in the transportation office. Uh, would you two make library use rolls again? All right. Come on, Comrade. That's a success. Finally. Yeah, zero nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, whoops, where'd it go? Oh, the other direction. All right. <clears throat> Oop, not that one. That one. Okay. Um, you are able to find some paperwork. Uh, the first thing you find. Uh, is a list of worker assignments for the train, which was uh, a run from Moscow to Krasnoyarsk and back. Uh, oops. Ah, the others will be pleased. We're bringing new information. Yes, but uh, let's, let's hurry. Let's get out of here. As such. <clears throat> um, you can also find uh, some freight assignments. Um, showing that engine number 46 was assigned to haul 53 cars to Krasnoyarsk. And, it and there's a list of the car numbers and there are 53 of them there. And a return trip using engine number 46 to bring 26 cars uh, back to Moscow. 
There is a list of car numbers, but there are only 25 cars listing. Uh, can I get an intelligence roll from uh, Sean? Ninety-three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Want me to roll for my character now, or? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You got very chance. Ian. Just let him roll. No, oh, no, eighty-seven. He's not much better. Okay. <laughs> I've never rolled so many over seventy. Yeah. Um. There's. There are also shipping invoices. So the fifty-three cars that went to Krasnoyarsk. We're all carrying oil or coal or grain uh, and a few other kind of commodities. Uh, on the return trip, the cars are listed as carrying iron ore and livestock. Including the, the one that we have uh, the number for, the, where we found the bodies. The one that you have the number for is not listed. Five two six eight one is only okay. I assume that's what the intelligence role was for. Uh, you assume incorrectly. Excellent. Uh, no. Now I. Yeah. Uh, let's all see. right. So they brought back. They were. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, actually, actually again, sorry. how, how sorry. many left and how many came back? Fifty-three left. 26 came back, but only 25 are listed. Mm -hmm. Can I get an intel? Actually, I'll take an intelligence roll from Comrade Petrova, too. You would yeah, potentially let me do the hard work here. Given yes. your business. Yes, it is a pass. Okay, so yeah, you would know, Comrade Petrova, that it is desperately unusual, as in this never happens, uh, for a single crew to take a train the entire journey. Crews are always assigned to specific routes, right? So they're only kind of going back and forth between two you know, close points and then you know, the train is transferred to a different crew. So for one crew to take it the entire way is unusual. Mm -hmm. Can I also get accounting rules from the two of you? Okay. Zero five. Wow, look at you. Yeah, let's see what's the base because I don't Hard believe success. I have a... 10% is oh. according to my sheet. Oh, okay, cool. So hard success, yeah. Uh, from the documentation, comrade, uh, you can also tell that the uh, engine used nearly twice, burned nearly twice as much coal on the return trip as it did on the outbound trip. Okay, so they took a different route. I'll just turn to uh, Comrade the, the Fedorov. The routes are the mm -hmm. the routes are the same. Comrade Fedorov would know that, you know, if you tell you know, oh look, it used a lot more coal coming back. Um, Comrade yeah. Fedorov, you would know that that mean what that means is that the uh, whatever it was carrying on the return trip was a lot heavier. 
Yeah, so there were less cars, but it was carrying iron ore and livestock, which is probably less weight or more weight than the agricultural materials being sent out. Plus, it was uphill. Yeah, both ways. Oh. No, no, no. And, and don't forget the mess of dead bodies. Well, I don't know how heavy well, those are, though, compared to other turrets. Yeah. Well, and Tom we got the thought he could the whole way, and there was no problem. Never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Children's book reference. <clears throat> Deep cut. Oh, I, yeah. Deep cut. Um, yeah. Yep. I'll go well, back on reading those books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we got a few more names. We got some extra information. And don't you see something unusual uh, that the whole crew is being assigned uh, all the way there and back again? Hmm. Well, it's, it suggests that there is. Well, we know one car was unusual. It's possible that's why they, they didn't want to have. They probably told one crew that never go into this box car and didn't want anybody else raise suspicions. Uh, but, you know, I was. I was thinking this this weight issue. It certainly could be that's iron ore, but what if there was something in this twenty six car that was much heavier that's not there now? What if somebody mm -hmm. took whatever was in that car and the bodies were just residual? Perhaps even food for whatever it was. And on that note, I think this is a good place to end the meeting today. <laughs>